Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Jason Lipschutz, Billboard Senior Director of Music. There's a dog in the background, Jason. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? That is my uh, my little guy, Murray, who just got back Aww. from vacation with us, and he's a little bit rowdy after a long car ride. Murray. Can we need to have, like, Murray's hot takes on this show. He can be the next guest. He can be uh, next week's special guest. Oh, he can. I don't know. Maybe he likes music. Maybe he uh, has some thoughts. Maybe he reacts to certain things. I don't know. Um, well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news about how Drake breaks a major Billboard Hot 100 record with his latest singles, Pop Star and Grease, and... How Friend of the Pod, Dua Lipa, hits number one on the Pop Songs chart with Break My Heart. Plus, we'll get Jason's hot take on Taylor Swift's surprise new album, Folklore. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. Plus, Keith, we've got an interview with Jesse Ware. Yeah. Um, Friend of the Pod, Jesse Ware as well. Uh, We chatted with the pop singer, songwriter, and fellow podcaster, I should mention, about her new dance album, What's Your Pleasure? Uh, So stay tuned for that in just a little bit. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, of course, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you never miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. That is plural. You do not want to miss the Jesse Ware interview. Just saying. Very it's fun. Great. Um, all right. So let's do the chart chat. First up. As Juice World's Legends Never Die album holds atop the Billboard 200 chart for a second week, he will most certainly step aside next week from number one, as all indications point to Taylor Swift swooping in at number one with her surprise new album, Folklore. The album, which dropped with little warning last Friday, July 24th, already earned more than a half million equivalent album units over the weekend in the U.S., of course, according to initial reports to Nielsen Music MRC data. Now, unless something very, very, very unexpected happens, Folklore should debut at number one next week on the Billboard 200. Jason, what is your initial hot take on the album as someone who not only is someone who enjoys Taylor Swift's music, but also has interviewed Taylor, I believe, multiple times? That is uh, correct, Keith. Yeah, I I really love it. And, you know, it's funny because I've really enjoyed 
her past few albums, like each one more and more uh, than the last. And I think that this is one of my favorite Taylor Swift albums. Um, wow. I love, listen, I mean, here's the thing. I, growing up and in college and after college, I was a big indie rock snob. So uh, The National was one of my favorite bands, Bon Iver. Um, you, were living, you were living for this now because the yeah. National and Bon Iver is on this album. Exactly. So, you know, my worlds are definitely colliding indie rock past pop present um taylor swift is just an incredible songwriter we'll talk more about it next week but i but two thumbs way up from me um all right well we'll see where folklore ends up on next week's billboard 200 chart Uh, place your bets uh in other chart news over on the pop songs airplay chart dua lipa's break my heart rises from number two to number one as the song was the most played track on top 40 radio stations last week it's to his third number one overall and her second leader from her future nostalgia album. So speaking of Dua Lipa, Keith, did you hear this news that she is collaborating um, with one of your one of your favorite artists? I can't really tell. Madonna. She is collaborating oh. with Madonna. You don't say. I mean, amazing. Uh, tell me more, Jason. What do you know about this amazing collaboration? So she announced on Twitter on July 27th that her future nostalgia song, Levitating, which is one of my favorite songs uh, on the album, will get a remix by the Blessed Madonna featuring her idols, Missy Elliott and Madonna. Uh, the remix is due out on August 14th. I, 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 It's a shame to have to wait two and a half weeks. I can't wait to hear this remix. <laughs> two and a half weeks what are we going to do with ourselves um i'm super interested to hear what it sounds like we'll we'll find out in a couple weeks uh maybe they'll just overhaul the entire song so we'll see i don't know we'll see what happens well with that mention of madonna uh, that leads me to some more uh, madonna related news as the Mm. divas long-standing record of having the most top 10 hits on the billboard hot 100 songs chart has been broken Now, from 2002 until this week, Madonna held the record for the most top 10s, but this week, Drake collects two new top 10s, taking his total count to 40, two more than Madonna's 38. Drake did it by way of his featured credits on DJ Khaled's two new singles, Pop Star and Grease, which debut at numbers three and eight, respectively, on the new Hot 100 chart. Keith, how are you doing? How are you feeling? How are you processing this news? Just just take me through your mindset. Well, it's thank you for asking. Uh, it's I, I appreciate your concern. Um, here's the thing. I mean, yes, it's no secret that I'm a huge Madonna fan, and I'm particularly enamored with this specific chart feat because I think it's an amazing, amazing chart statistic that Madonna has held for a very long time, so much so that I even asked her about it last year at the BBMAs backstage at the show where I specifically told her that she had the record for the most top tens and she said, I want more. But you know what? Records were meant to be broken. It's exciting to see chart records broken. You've made your peace with it. I've made my peace with it. Well, congrats to Drake. Um, Switching gears a little bit, Keith, it is time for our interview with Jesse Ware. We both caught up with Jesse Ware. It's fun when we both do an interview together, Keith. Yeah. Um, we both talked to Jesse over Zoom recently to chat about her new album, What's Your Pleasure, uh, which scandalous nightclubs helped inspire the album, of course. What her Ooh. hopes <laughs> Oh. scandalous nightclubs oh that's an amazing phrase uh what her hopes are for how she wants to take this album on the road eventually and we somehow end up talking a lot about her going 
camping with her family and making s'mores. Uh, it's honestly a delightful chat. I really enjoyed it. So yes. take a listen to our interview with Jesse Ware. Welcome back to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Jesse Ware, how are you? I'm really good. It's lovely to see you. We can actually see each other. It's amazing. Uh, the fabulousness of technology. How how are how are things in like social quarantine land in London and lockdown? How how is how are you doing right now? I'm all right. I'm okay. I kind of feel like we are kind of no longer in it and now everyone just has to be very responsible, which hopefully everyone is. Um, you know, I, yeah, I feel like we've emerged from it and it's still quite miserable and nothing's right, but we're getting on with things. Have you traveled or anything recently? Have you done any anything where you've kind of left London? Um, I've gone to Dorset, which okay. is um, in the south uh, east, uh, to see my parents in law mm. in my in laws. Um, tomorrow I have to go camping. You have to go camping. This is what. Well, yeah, because my oh, wow. husband thinks it will be the making of me, and I am a Jewish princess, and we don't <laughs> camp. So I am so sad. Please, can we carry this interview on for 24 hours so I don't have to bloody camp? Yeah. Perfect. It'll be um, just so, a live stream for 24 yeah, hours. Yeah. Help! It'll be like Blair Witch. I'll be there being like, ah! Um, yeah, anyway, so um, I am going camping tomorrow. So that is how much lockdown is pissing me off right now. That's No, I'm joking. That's really... Uh, I'm joking. Um, I Yeah, I'm camping, but I have booked a flight to Greece where I go every year. Hmm. And we'll see if I get there. Who knows? I think apparently Greece is, you know, if there's too many infection rates, if their infection rate rises, then they'll stop their flights. So you just don't know. It's a bit roulette at the moment. But, you know, um, I'm not complaining apart from the camping. I'm really complaining about the camping. Well, it's good to hear that you're doing well. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't blame you at all. Going going camping um, when you don't aren't aren't in a campy mood is is... It's no fun. I've, I've been there myself. I just, you know what? I have two children and my husband thinks they're going to absolutely adore it. And I'm sure they are. And I'm going to get that marshmallow on the old Barbie. And I'm going to do that thing of boiling water for my cup of tea in the morning on a barbecue and cry a bit. Until then, um, Jesse, we have an amazing new album from you. Um, What's Your Pleasure came out a few weeks ago. Uh, congrats again on it. Thank uh, you. We, I, I can genuinely say that a lot of the Billboard staff loves it. Uh, and we talk about it frequently and t- debate our favorite songs frequently. Oh, I love that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, and obviously you've talked a lot about how this is a dance album. But do you, do you remember the moment in which you decided like the vibe of this album. Do you remember like a specific instance where you were like, oh, this is what the direction of this album is going to be? I knew before I even did our, my first session with James Ford, we talked, we were fr- we are friends. And I said, I want to make a dance record and I want to do it sophisticated. I want to do it like a Jesse Ware dance record. Um, and I want to have fun. And he said, I want to hear you on a dance record. I want to do this too. Let's go disco. Let's go boogie. Let's go house. And that's what we did. So we kind of knew what we were doing. And I felt like I was in great hands with James. And, you know, he reached out to um, producers like Morgan Geist, who's in New York. And um, 
and Midland, who's actually down the road from me. Um, and so it was really, it, it was wonderfully collaborative, but then I'd reach out to Kindness or Joe Joseph Mount from Metronomy. And it was just kind of, it felt like the old days when I would just kind of be like, hey, do you want to work together? And you just say, yeah, I think, yeah, I would like to work together. And it was really nice. As you said, you said the word, I think that really describes the album, sophisticated. Because when I listen to it, I feel very like, this is like a mood, a vibe. It's very sophisticated. It's a, it's dance, but kind of elevated. And I'm wondering, did you think like, did you have kind of like a vision in mind when you made this of like where I want this to be played or kind of the vibe or like, did you have imagery in your head when you were making the album in any capacity? Oh my God, so much in imagery, <laughs> so much filth in my head. Um, Ooh, tell us I more. Mean, I, oh, I, 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 in my head... I was somewhere between Studio 54 and Berghain in Berlin. And, you know, it that's where it was. And it was, you know, in, in intentionally cinematic. And, you know, that's why I went full whack with the old strings and horns with Jules Buckley, who's an amazing composer who I'd worked with when I'd been touring... I'd done this mini tour with a guy called Pete Tong that everyone knows. And I'd been singing kind of dance classics and it was really fun. And it was kind of, and Jules was the composer. So for me, I was like, I'm going to have that and I'm going to have that and it's going to be great. And so for me, absolutely. I was imagining it in the club, but in my perfect version of a club that, you know, would be selling a dirty martini and a packet of salt and vinegar crisps, you know, like that's it. You mentioned Studio 54, and none of us have been to Studio 54 because Studio 54 doesn't exist again. But, you know, you always hear about it in sort of lore and legacy of, like, what happened because mm. cell phones didn't exist and cameras weren't inside. And But Bergheim is existing – well, not right now probably, but exists today. Have you actually been? And can you fill us in on what it's like if you haven't signed a non-disclosure agreement? Ah, so I actually think that phones aren't even allowed in that. I'm not sure. Um, so – very much about Berkheim is a place where you don't know much like studio 54 you don't know if you're going to get in oh yeah and so there's this line and you got to hope that you look right or you're with the right person to get in and it's like this kind of myth around it but it, it was fact but um and there's this panorama bar that you know so many of my friends have DJed and they've kind of I remember my friend Julio Bashmore who I did songs like Running With and If You're Never Gonna Move With and um, Sweet Talk very much on the first record and he'd go and stay in he'd fly to Berlin and he'd get up at six o'clock to have his cornflakes and then he'd hop off to go and do a kind of sunrise set um at Berghain and <laughs> that's kind of I mean he could have chosen to stay up all night and I don't know, do naughty things and whatnot. But yeah, that's how we do it. And it's kind of, I love this feeling that it's all about dance. It's all about keeping people dancing. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 um, it's a vibe. I was supposed to, I was supposed to play Berghain and then my like venue, the panorama you can play, like you can play the panorama bar. And I, there was talk with the promoter in Berlin that I was going to play it. And then like, I don't know, I got moved to another venue what? and I'm just still I don't know what happened whether it was a capacity thing or something but I got moved to another venue and so I still am yet to play Panorama Bar and this is like my dream for this record to play there well but have you actually just been to the club itself as just you no but I've heard plenty a story Jesse when you, you you know you talked about your shows what in it it just 
I can't wait to hear this album live. I can't wait to experience this album live. What Maybe. have you imagined in terms of? <laughs> I'm probably you so more than me. I'm sure. Um, what have you imagined in terms of in terms of performing these songs? Like, what is like? Is it like total maximalism on stage? No. Well, I don't know. It's a definitely a different setup. So. I really learned the hard way that touring with like a full band is quite costly and you can lose loads of money. And it's really sad that this is the reality of being an artist that isn't massive, but people really still like to watch me. But anyway, so I kind of learned that and decided that I wanted to do something that felt more economical. And it's and I think people are far more forgiving about things being on track. I always found like at the beginning of my career, there were only three of four of us on stage and I was triggering things with my MPC and like and it was kind of allowed and then I think I got into this purist version where I was like oh everything must be alive no it doesn't you see Rosalia killing it with dancers and loads of backing track and she's killing it and she's singing and it's got a vibe and so I was I, I watched Rosalia and and I was I was kind of and I was speaking to kindness actually who was you know really saying you need to be less purist about this like um, it's too expensive to, to play with full band. So in my head, I was like, the, the beauty of this record is that I can go with a DJ on my own and do PAs if I want, or I can bring my two trusty backing singers who are going to do the dance moves with me. And then that would be a slight more of a vibe. And then if we really want to go there and somebody wants to pay me the big bucks to be able to afford to play it, um, we bring in musicians, of course. Like my dream would be to have a couple of musicians, like a DJ slash kind of, electronic wizard and two bvs and we to do choreography you know part of the reason why i've done so much choreography on this record um on the visuals is because i'm gonna do that in the live show because i'm gonna have a damn good time with all my fans and they're gonna know the dance routines because they're not too hard because i can do them and <laughs> um and and that's how it is so it can kind of grow and it can grow and it can grow or it can shrink and it will still sound bloody good because i can sing live so that's it I'm just picturing now that you've said like sort of the vibe of the album and where you want to perform. I'm like played in like like nightclubs and like cool intimate exactly. venues, and then totally you know maybe mix it up and do and we you know if you want to or can do larger venues with cool. I mean, all you need really it's it's a dance album. All you need is cool lighting and amazing singers and you, and that's kind of it. And that's it. And I think that's what's been so freeing about this that. I want if I mean it's going to be interesting how I put in my other work and you can't I don't think yeah. you can ignore your other work I mean in my in my dream I'd be able to just present what's your pleasure like this but I think it's not fair on fans that have been with me through thick and thin and from the beginning you got to play the other tunes you got to play say you love me you got to play wildest moments such champagne kisses um so it's going to be really interesting how to do that but you know absolutely I just remember playing Brooklyn Steel and I played two nights there, two sold out nights there. And I just thought my fans are incredible. And when I talk about my American fans, they are off the blooming wall and they chat and they love me and I love them back. And we have such brilliant moments together. And for me, um, I just I left that tour feeling like I needed to give them more energy. And that's what I did for this record. Well, Jesse, you know, you have the new album, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that you also are a fellow podcaster. You have your own podcast, which I subscribe to, Table Manners. You and your mom make a fabulous meal for a celebrity guest. 
and uh, well, normally at non-COVID times, you would sit down at a meal with them and eat food and talk about food, and mm. it's very casual. And you've had some of our guests on recently. You had Dua Lipa on. You had Josh Groban. You've had Ellie Goulding. I'm wondering, do you think the podcast has actually affected or influenced your musical career in any kind of creative or business sense? Yeah, it's taken the business aspect out of the music, which is what I needed because I was Mm. doing this podcast that's doing really, really well and I was enjoying it and it felt fun. And I think music and the business side and the money side got really heavy for a bit and that's not fun. And then that just like ruins creativity. So it's definitely been something that the podcast has been incredibly empowering for me as an artist um, to really feel like I can let go and feel free and creative again so that was really amazing and then you know um I don't know this the podcast is I've I think people have come to the podcast that maybe didn't even know anything about my music Mm. and um and then really like the podcast so therefore potentially were like oh I'll give Jessie's music a listen because I have her in my ear every bloody week anyway so I think that that's been really interesting to see how that's worked I can never tell how much that's impacted on like you know the listens of this record but I think it definitely probably has helped I mean I wouldn't have minded 75,000 bloody sales on my record in the first week like we do on the old podcast but you know we're getting there that's a few downloads um I thought (laughs) it was really cute I was listening to I was listening to the Josh podcast and I thought it was cute at one point when I don't think you knew who I was it was hysterical he didn't, he, what well, you said, oh, I don't know. I'm a singer. And I'm like, how does he not know that you're a singer? I do, I, <laughs> Josh was charming and so sweet. And, um, I loved how he got into cooking in lockdown and like, I can't remember what he'd been cooking, but it, he was having a lovely time with it. But I, yeah, I just got, I, I got the impression that I don't think he knew. I think he just thought he was on the phone to like two Jewish women that wanted to like chat about food a bit. <laughs> and so, um, it was, um, it was funny. It's funny. Wow. Wow. Maybe um, he knew. Maybe he knew. Maybe he knew. Maybe, and that's really mean. Maybe. We'll, we'll assume that he knew. He's a man of the world. Yeah. I'm sure he knew. Yeah. Well, Jason, um, Jesse, Jason, Jesse, <laughs> I, I believe I believe we have reached the end of our time together. Oh. Well, I mean, we sure. could. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I could I mean, I do you. have to. I, I'd love to be here with you. Um, you have to prepare for camping. Other, Oh, no. Yes. Oh, yes. You stay with me. Oh, it's it's going to be fabulous. You're going to have an amazing time with two very little ones in the middle of the forest. It'll be amazing. And then, Make some, are you a s'mores fan? Well, that is probably the only reason that I am going because I have the chocolate biscuits and I have the marshmallows ready and waiting. They're definitely going to be a bit of a bastardized version of the s'more but I will happily do it. I've got a really funny small story. Well, it's not that funny. It's just quite sweet. And this probably won't go in this, but I remember I was staying at the Parker in Palm Springs, probably why I had no bloody money for the bloody last tour. But anyway, um, (laughs) and I was there and I think my husband, no, actually, yeah, I was after a promo run. I was bloody knackered. And we went to Palm Springs for a couple of days, my husband and I and um, our little girl. And we bumped into this um, couple that were getting married there the next day. So they were having one of those like pre-wedding parties and like the outdoors. I mean, the Parker Hotel's really fun. And um, 
They were a wonderful couple and they were massive fans of me. And I'm in Palm Springs and there's this fantastic couple getting married and they invited me to their pre-wedding party and we had s'mores around the older fire. And uh, and I loved it. It was great. Wow. Yeah, a, cool story. I love a good, I love a good s'more. I had, I had s'mores. Uh, my wife and I made s'mores in the toaster oven last night. Oh, oh really? That? Tell me how you did that. Yeah. Um, just put, you know, put like graham, cra- graham cracker on a plate, put the chocolate on the graham cracker, put the marshmallow, wait until it melts a little bit, nice and hot, put uh, a, a, a cool graham cracker on top mm. of all the hot s'more. Did it? There you go. How many Look did you have? <laughs> too um, many. Yeah. Did you feel too sick? Too many. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, enjoy camping. Thank um, you. Or try to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I say I'm camping, um, I actually, I feel like maybe there's, I need to explain. You're in a hotel. The, the, the tent, no, the tent is already put up for you. So is that called glamping? Oh, that's fine. Oh. I mean, not that I would have put that's it up a- anyway. My husband would have, I'm a Jewish princess. I told you this. So yeah. What, what, was, was the, was the, um, was the kitchen and the bathroom also installed for you on the campsite before you got there? <laughs> oh, it's on suite. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no, it's a hole in the ground. Um, oh, well, this has been lovely. Uh, we, we should let you go so you can actually enjoy your evening because you are a few hours ahead of us. Um, Jesse, this has been nothing but lovely. I knew that it would be a fabulous conversation, but as always, you don't disappoint because I could just, I think Jason agrees, we could just sit here and just chat with you about whatever. And that's yeah. the brilliance of you as a podcast host, but also you because it comes through in your music as well. So, Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for all your support and your interest. I mean, you guys are very nice to me, so I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully we will see you over in the States uh, soon when things are safer than they are now. And um, and yeah, congrats again on, a, on an amazing album, Jesse. Thank you so much. Look after yourselves, hang in there, and I will see you on the other side of this mess. Thanks again to Jesse. Uh, such a pleasure, Keith. Oh, hey. Speaking with her. What a nice nod you did there to the album title. Oh, it's almost like someone who scripted that did such a great Just job. brilliant. Just really brilliant. brilliant. All right. Well, we've reached the end of our big shoe. Uh, next week, we'll have Murray on the show, I promise. Yeah. Um, uh, what song should we go out on? Um. Let's go with uh, Say You Love Me by Jessie Ware um, from uh, her second album. And a big thanks again to Jessie. Yay, let's do that. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Just say you love me just for today. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.